Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 41. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. <laughs> this podcast your, is over before it even began. Your face. <laughs> your face. <laughs> let's fucking let's do this. What, is the mouse okay? Yeah. Did you just have to pet it for a second? I just moving it so my screen doesn't go blank so I can... Like ma- your brain? Make sure we're not wasting our time by not recording. <laughs> your so, brain. It's been... Over a year. No, not over a year. It's been since September since our last podcast. Yeah. So. Probably what, recorded in August. <laughs> yeah, because it came out early September. So yeah. late August. And then we mm-hmm. went on hiatus. So like for, half a year. Yeah, about. Oh, wait. Wait. Well, welcome to the five-year mission podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't even remember the name of our podcast. Welcome to fi- welcome to Five Year Mission the podcast. There you go. I'm Andy. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. Lonely, 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 lonely time. All right, continue. Six months. Six months-ish. I don't like your math, but I'll go with it. <laughs> anyway, we haven't released a podcast episode since by, September. By the time this gets edited and put out, it's going to be like eight months. So. No, it's not. I'm going to work on it this week. Sure. And it's going to be out on Monday. Okay. Monday. A Watch week, me. A, a week from today. A week from today. So if you're listening to this on the release date, mm-hmm. it is currently February 7th. 14th. Ooh, Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. I just now put two and two together on that one. Yeah. Ooh, what better way to say I love you than to sit down and listen to <laughs> Mike and Fark do another round of real or fake? What better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City. Spatula City. We sell spatulas, and that's all. This is not a UHF podcast. (laughs) This is a Star Trek podcast. Therefore, Mike and I are going to do another episode of Real or Fake, where we go back and forth with each other and give each other Star Trek quote-unquote facts. Did you say track? Yeah. I'm going with it. Star Trek. And we can toss some facts back and forth, and we have to determine whether that fact is a real fact or if we're just messing with each, with each other and it's fake. No. Thank goodness. Mine are not in any kind of order. So, did you get anything to keep score? Uh, no. I, I can get something. Hit pause. Just talk. Make not some, really. Make, make some <laughs> up while I walk away. <laughs> so definitely do have to apologize while Mike goes and gets uh, paper uh, that we have not released a podcast in the, since September. Uh, I have been working f- over 50 hours a week, and the last thing I wanted to do was sit down in front of a computer for another couple hours and edit these things. Also, uh, moved, uh, went through a nasty breakup, uh, and also was suffering from severe depression. So if you yourself are suffering from depression, please do seek help. Now back to our regularly scheduled program of Real or Fake with Mike and Fark. So you said that you got 11 questions together for some odd reason. Uh, no, I, I just, um, when I got to the end, I just added an extra one, and just in case. Just like, in case there's a tiebreaker needed? Or, or like, what if what if we both had the exact same question? Uh, which know, hasn't happened yet, surprisingly. And, you know, and, 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 like, we needed another question. All right. All so. right. I only did 10, like a, like a butthole, even though you told me you did 11. That's okay. <laughs> or, yeah, or if we needed, like, a tiebreaker. You know, right. Or something. Which, if, if for long-time listeners of the podcast, the last couple episodes are real or fake, I kind of ran away with them. I kicked your ass, basically. Yeah, probably. No, definitely. I don't know. I don't listen to this it's podcast. It's on tape! Or 
we'll have wherever it lives it's, in the it's, cloud. It's on. It's on digital. Digital. Yeah, because we're. It's on the cloud. That's what I said. Did you? Yes. No, my, my brain sucks. It's digital. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind it. You can hear it. <laughs> um, right. You can say more about your, uh, you know, your, your, your depression if you want. You, can, I, you I, kind of rush through that really quick. If you want to actually talk about it, we can. Yeah, maybe at the end if I'm feeling up to it. But yeah, uh-huh. do, do, doing much better now. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is why we're doing this. Which is why I decided I needed to get my ass in gear. And therapy definitely helps. Yeah. So, I, I highly suggest it. It's, it's, it's a good, good thing. And there are, there are places where you're like, I wouldn't be able to afford therapy. There are places out there that do offer like financing or like deeply discounted or there are programs in place within like pretty much every major city that you can actually receive free therapy or heavily discounted therapy so there's also some major stigma that comes with therapy yeah you know people there's just this idea that if you're in therapy there's something wrong with you right you know and even me right now thinking about it, like I know there's nothing wrong with therapy and that it, mm-hmm. it's 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 helpful, but there's this like small like voice in the back of my head like you don't need therapy. Yeah. Therapy's for losers. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's not true. It's I mean it's in fact I think that a lot of people would benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. That even even if they don't really need it. Mhm. It would help if they just went ahead and got it. I mean, it's, sometimes you never even know that you need therapy or that, or that you, you don't even think that you would benefit from therapy. It's like, no, nah, I feel fine. It's like it's better to get started on it, even if it's something mm-hmm. minimal, than to just let it fester like I did for like a full decade before I was like, whew, there's definitely something going on here and I need to get some help. This, this is a plug for all of our therapist friends out there. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely not sponsored by any kind of online therapy thing like most podcasts out there. If you feel like you could benefit from therapy, please visit the offices of... (laughs) (laughs) Go to www.wehavenosnotherapysponsor.com. But yeah, get, get, get some help if you need it. If you don't feel like you need it, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But you never know. Therapy is a good, good thing. And it has helped me through some rough, rough times. I mean, hell, I was, I, I didn't start start therapy until I was living in your basement. Yep. I, well, actually, I take that back. I started two weeks before I lived in your basement. <laughs> so have, it hadn't really taken effect yet. Have you been going to therapy the, that this, whole time? This whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Ever for the past, what, three years now? Yeah, it's been about that long. Yeah, past three years I've been in therapy. Uh, there's been like a month or two where I've gone without it, where I didn't feel like I really needed to talk. But then past past few months I've just been, I was like, can we, can we go up to twice a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 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 definitely helped. I feel like I'm kind of getting out of my rut. The weather is definitely not helping right now because there's a bunch of people that suffer from like seasonal affective mm-hmm. disorder, <clears throat> and then like a uh, new living situation that I'm in that kind of messed me up for a little bit. And um, you usually still. usually like a, a change of scenery is helpful to people who yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just an odd change, yeah. especially considering I went from living completely on my own for like four months to going back to having like a roommate again. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of nice because with Hank at home, my dog, like there's somebody else there where if I'm not going to be home, you know, I don't have to I don't feel like I have to rush home. Yeah. So plus now I'm also five minutes from my office. And I'm also five minutes from from Hero House Comics, 1112 Prospect Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, heart of beautiful Fountain Square. <laughs> Where are we recording this podcast right now? Cool. Now I just wish the weather would perk back up. Yeah, and you, and you still won't stop by and visit me unless we got something planned. Right? No. So yeah, you, you kicked my ass the last couple times. Yeah, that's definitely true. Are you, are you ready you'll, to get your ass kicked again? Yeah, you'll probably kick my ass again. <laughs> you want to you want to flip a coin to see who see who asks first? Sure. All right. You're yeah. called in the air you, before you got, I flip. We got heads and tails there. 
Yes, I have heads and tails. Okay, I know what kind of coin. It could be like some weird coin. It's not a trick quarter. Yeah. This is it like, like a quatloo or something? Head, like, you know, tur- turkeys and whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What? I don't know. Turkeys and mashed potatoes. That's what I have here. Turkeys <laughs> okay. and mashed potatoes. All right. I'm just going to let it hit the ground, too, so we get that nice clink on the podcast. You ready? Called in the air? Sure. Turkeys. <laughs> it is heads. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> a turkey has a head. Turkey has a head. Okay. <laughs> so, so dear, are you are you, are you kicking or receiving? Since since we since we just had the Super Bowl yesterday, <clears throat> as of the release of this podcast. Oh, was that yesterday? Congratulations! What? By the time this gets released, it'll be because the Super Bowl airs on February thirteenth. Oh, it's next. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I was like. I thought you meant literally it was yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> How nor- I not hear normally at least I know about it, <laughs> even you know even if I don't watch it or whatever. But like, right? Um, so so you're gonna you're gonna ask first. I will ask first. All right. I did, Statement <clears throat> one. I I did strategically choose several Voyager. God, <laughs> you know how to get me then. You're you're learning as There's, we go. The Talaxians were deemed unworthy of assimilation. Real. Uh, I don't know. Fake. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm sitting there going, Talaxians? I don't even remember the Talaxians. Neelix. Neelix is Talaxian. Neelix is Talax. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, actually, it was the Kazon that were deemed unworthy. Oh, well. All right. So, I guess I'll, for each of these, I'll put up, I'll put the point on, yeah. Whoever's name for the first statement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll put, uh, I'll put a check mark for who gets it. So, you know, if you got both of them, you'd have two check marks on that line. Right. So. Got it. I, okay. like our, I like our scoring system. Sure. So, you got that first one. So, uh, let's go ahead uh, with my first statement. Uh... I just started also we just started wearing bifocals, so now I can oh, magnify. Nice. Because I'm old. Uh, between TV and movies, Jonathan Frakes has directed 24 individual Star Trek stories. Notice I didn't say shows or just movies. Shows and movies. This is a number question. It sure I is. I thought we said no number questions. Well, deal with it. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with real, uh, sir. That would be fake. Oh yeah, why? Because it's 25. <clears throat> Not counting this one. We, yeah, yeah. We said no number questions. I don't think we ever shook on that I, one. I, in fact, avoided like five number questions that I almost put down on my list because we agreed in the past there would be no more number questions. I don't think so. I don't think so. That one does not count. Give me your next one. Then I'm going to be one short. You should have been prepared. Oh, my God. How many more number questions do you have? I can come up with some number ones. One, but it's very vague. And it's not like a not like a give me an exact number thing. <laughs> As you're over there gargoyling. Tell you what. Go ahead and give it and give yourself that point. I am. All right. Because that was bullshit. <laughs> No more number questions. That was your rule. All right. Well, let me because I because I, I also put notes on here so we can kind of you know let people learn as they go with some of these. Uh, so how, how many? So he did twenty five. Okay. Individual Star Trek stories between shows and movies. Uh, name them. Uh, eight episodes of Next <laughs> Gen. Uh, three episodes of DS Nine. Three episodes of Voyager. Uh, he directed First Contact and Insurrection, mm-hmm. two episodes of Picard, and seven <clears throat> episodes of Discovery. There we go. You didn't count his Orville episodes. Mike, I will fight you with fists right here and now. Orville doesn't count in the Star Trek universe. No matter how you and all these Discovery-hating fanboys want it to. I don't see very yeah, many Yeah, I'm going to lump you in there. I don't see very many people who hate Discovery that like the Orville. Oh yeah. Usually it's, oh, no, it's, they hate both. No, it's it's prominent. Yeah. It's prominent. I should just put Orville on, on Paramount Plus and make it part of the Star Trek universe instead of stupid discovery. <laughs> Get a life, you basement dwelling loser. 
I can't say much. I was a basement dwelling loser for a while <laughs> in my forties. <laughs> All right, move on. Lieutenant Uhura's first name is Niyota. That is real. Yeah, very good. I figured you'd get that one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy one. Yeah. And uh, d- 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 correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't learn that until one of the movies. Correct. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they ever said it in the in the series. No, they never. They never did in TOS. No. I think it was in Search for Spock. Sounds about right. Yeah. Someone's probably yelling at us right now. Yeah. Oh whatever. yeah. Yeah. Someone out there. <laughs> some some Neil Morehouse Debbie. Someone is out there just screaming at us right or, now. Maybe maybe a Bill or a. Dad. What are you talking about? All right. So I got I got I got a point on the board now. You. Now that I basically gave you one. Yeah, I basically you gave it. you that when I knew you would get it. Yeah. All right. All right. I got a, I got a guest star question for you. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, Mick Fleetwood, the drummer of Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. uh, briefly appeared in a guest role on Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. That, that is real. Okay. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. What did he play? He was like a fish head. You, all right, you got it right. I know, right, I know the, all about Fleetwood. And, and I almost made, I almost referenced that exact one. Really? Yeah, I almost only I, I was I was going to try and say that it was. Uh, oh, were you going to get get the get, name the race differently? Yeah. Right, did you give yourself that point for getting that right? Guessing that right? Yeah, I was. I almost uh, did that one, but I was going to say uh, that it was him and. Why can't why Lindsay Buckingham? No. What is Lindsay Buckingham? Why 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 is her name escaping me right now? What is she from? Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks. But then but then I, I was like, I, you know what? No. He that he would be like, no, Stevie Nicks was never on Star. You you would no. you would have known. No, I would have gotten that. But it's funny that I almost referenced that episode in one of my questions. <laughs> I just I just always thought that thought that guest appearance was funny because you would never have known <clears> unless like it was mentioned on some like listicle type thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it wasn't like advertised. It wasn't made yeah. a big deal. It's not even like he special really, guest star Mick Fleetwood. He didn't even really have lines. Like it was yeah. like you know I, I think they the aliens made sounds. Yeah, and he wasn't he was in full prosthetics. Yeah, so it's not like you you would never know him. it was him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't I can't think I can picture him standing on the transporter pad. Yeah, but I can't I don't remember the name of the episode or the name of the aliens. Manhunt. Was the episode. Okay. In uh, Turnabout Intruder, Oof. Lieutenant Lisa is the communications officer. Ooh, I know it wasn't Uhura because she did not appear in the final episode, so I'm going to go with real. That's a good guess. Yeah. I was hoping maybe you'd be like, Lisa, that's not a real name for a, you know, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I, <laughs> that almost, that seems a little too easy. So I was like, mm, that sounds about right. But I also knew that Uhura did not appear in the final episode. So Right. So I knew somebody else was at least the communications officer. But <clears throat> I believed you. I believed it was Lisa. Which yeah, I, so- sounds weird. I, I, I sold it. <laughs> I noticed you're not, you're angled towards me to where you can't hide behind the microphone this time. That's true. Maybe I should do that. I... I, I had to set up that way because of the furnace, but I turned the furnace off, so okay. I can do this a little more. So I, think, yeah. I think we can survive without the furnace for the... This is better? Okay, that's better. <laughs> all, I can, all I can see is your creepy gargoyle eyes now. Good. So we're ready for your third... Ready for my third one. Uh, Star Trek, the original series, was originally passed on by CBS in favor of Land of the Lost. Hmm. I feel like you're trying to trick me because of... Uh, you know, it was a different series than Land of the Lost, but... Or, or a different network. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what network Land of the Lost was on. Mmm. I'm going to have to guess, because my knowledge is not that... That well... I'm not, I'm not that well-versed in that... Uh, I almost had a question that was very similar, though, about the... You're just trying, trying to copy me from afar. Yeah. I'm going to say real. That would be fake. Uh, well, uh, Star Trek was originally passed on by CBS in favor of Lost in Space. You know what? I knew that. I, <laughs> I, I was, I almost, you know, I knew that. 
and, and and I even I even almost mentioned that a minute ago when we were, when, when you said it because I wanted to put another series in there that had the word lost in I, the title. I know just to kind of throw no, you. No, you didn't really throw me because I knew that they that they were competing with Lost in Space, and I mm-hmm. I thought that that was true. But then I you were like since you mentioned that, I thought maybe that one was also oh about know, the network. Yeah, like I thought you were trying to throw me off. You know. It was NBC that passed on. No. Because, well, and because I knew, because you would know that I knew about Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, trying to get me to guess that it was fake or whatever. All right. My next question. Your next, your number four. Number four. Leonard. Oh, wait. Let me get behind my name. Yeah. Get behind the mic. Yeah. Hide your poker face. Leonard Nimoy was the first Star Trek actor to write a Star Trek story. Do you want to clarify for me when you say story? Are we talking episode or are we talking like book or movie? I I believe that the answer to this counts as for any of those. Dang it. Leonard Nimoy was the first. I'm going to go with real. That is fake. Dang it. Who was the first? It, it was Walter Koenig. Oh, what was it? Uh, an episode of the animated series. All right. All right. Nimoy, Nimoy just seems like the best choice for that. I know. That's why I was like, I'm going to pick Nimoy. He's going to think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like the logical choice for that one, though. I see what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. Man, <clears throat> you're you're winning so far. I am. I don't like it. Yeah. We're, well, okay. Let's do this next one. We'll see where we're at. All right. All right. It's, all it's, right. it's close. It's close. All right. Well, here's, here's my number four. Uh, before James Darren was cast as uh, in the role of Vic Fontaine, the role was originally supposed to be played by Frank Sinatra Jr. Fake. That is real. What? Yeah. Oh, no, but dig this. They actually like offered it to a lot of people before James Darren. Oh yeah, yeah, and you're you're gonna love a couple of these. So so the role was originally written for and was supposed to be played by Frank Sinatra Jr., but he only wanted to do it if he could be just like an alien on like a single episode. Uh huh. But he didn't want to just basically be just a crooner guy. Yeah. But the role was also offered to none other than none other than Robert Goulet. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Steve Lawrence from the old Steve and Edie show, uh, Jerry Vale. Uh, the old 50s crooner, but also Tom Jones. <laughs> I would love to see Tom Jones play Vic Fontaine <laughs> with his little fro and that weird Welsh accent. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would have been a, a or even a Robert Goulet with his weird cheesy. Like, because like then all I would think of is Will Ferrell playing Robert Goulet <laughs> like every time I saw him. So, yeah. But yeah, Frank Sinatra Jr., Interesting. That's who the producers wanted to go with because, you know, he was a name. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, then all those other four singers, too. So he, he only would have done it if it was an alien and a one. Like a one-off. One yeah. shot. Yeah. Because I think I read, like, uh, it seemed like more because people always hate on the on the Vic episodes. I think there were only actually five episodes with Vic. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh, wait, is this a number question? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a number follow-up <clears throat> that goes yeah. along with the question, okay. technically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're up to question five. Ronald Reagan once said that Klingons reminded him of Congress. That is real. That is real. Yeah. Actually, I, I read that while I was doing research for this episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know when I was doing my research, I was like, I wonder, I hope he doesn't like look up the same thing I looked up and then we have the same questions. Didn't he visit the set of TNG? Of TNG? Yeah. I want to say that he did. Uh, there was Nancy. I don't know. I want to say one of the two visited the set. That, that, that may be. Um, I, uh, I don't recall. I was going to Google Ronald Reagan Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I, I I was gonna try and and do a uh, like trick you by saying Romulan instead of Klingon. Nope, there he is on uh, one of the sets with Patrick Stewart and a couple couple of the producers. Weird. Yeah, that's on that's on Memory Alpha. Yeah, I was gonna try and and and, and 
throw you off by saying Romulan instead of Klingon. Oh, but yeah. then I was like, well, you know, if he's never... <laughs> uh, this, this is my train of thought. I was like, well, if he has no idea about this and he thinks that this sounds like made-up crap, he's going to say fake. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, well, crap, it's fake because I said Romulan instead of Klingon, but it's real. Yeah. So I, went, I just went with the fact... <laughs> to see if you would just guess fake because it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds just dumb. Yeah, it's like oh, those those Klingons in Congress. <laughs> that was great, Reagan. By the way, that was fantastic. <clears throat> I, for a moment, I thought he was in Hero House. His corpse. Yeah, sweet. But that might just be like whatever that smell is coming from your feet. It's Sharpie. <laughs> All right, my statement five is pretty a pretty quick hitter. Uh, Star Trek Insurrection's original title was Re- Star Trek Resurrection. Again, I'm just going to have to guess because I do not know this one. Right. So I'm going to go with fake. No, that would be real. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know the reason why it's real? Since I'm, since I'm a good note taker and I explain these things. Sure, sure, let me have uh, it. Because uh, when they were in production... Uh, they did not like claim the name or announce their their title, uh, but uh, the newest Alien movie went ahead and announced their title ah. months before release, and it was titled Alien Resurrection. Right. So basically, we can thank Sigourney Weaver and company for the name change. I don't think it helped that much. No, it really didn't. <laughs> I just I just recently rewatched all of the TNG movies too. Yeah, which. I think they kind of get a bad rep. They they do. I I think all four of them are decent. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're just. I mean, G- Generations was. I I think I like Generations a lot better than most Star Trek fans do. Mm-hmm. I, it seems to get a lot of uh, hate towards or just it. Just eye rolls. Yeah, but I thought it was actually really good, and yeah. um, I think you know obviously everyone loves First Contact. I think Insurrection. It just, I, I, I think it was just a little slow. Uh, I think if, if maybe if they had changed the pacing in it a little bit and yeah, like the, the opening was really exciting. Uh, oh, that's always. the one with like, uh, you know, data and the kind of the weird g- planet. Yeah. Going a little nuts or because whatever. Invisible for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which is literally something that happens in an episode. Yeah. And data like something happening to him and him like forgetting like you know whatever also is something that happens in an episode mm-hmm. like like that insurrection the whole movie just felt like a bunch of reused episode ideas uh-huh. cuz even the main plot of the movie is very similar to an episode yeah and, and uh it just felt like they kind of used all the tropes that they used in you know, and just kind of like rehashed it mm-hmm. and it just felt like a long episode well at least at least they didn't re- try to rehash <laughs> sub rosa yeah uh nemesis i thought was i mean it was i thought it was it was good That was with with tom hardy right yeah okay yeah um and i thought it was i mean when i saw it in the theater i liked it Mm -hmm. um but i can see where a lot of star trek fans like the hardcore fans aren't really big fans of that movie but you know it had it had great action Mm mm-hmm it had a a pretty good story overall. Yeah, the whole Picard clone. Yeah, there was like a was it the Romulans that were using it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Romulans, and they they had the the new like sub Romulan race, the Remans or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was kind of a when you watch it, you can clearly tell that like the director didn't really know much about Star Trek. No. But sometimes that's nice, like mm-hmm. because it gives it a different, a fresh, yeah, a fresh feel. Yeah, but I don't hate any of those movies the way a lot of people do. No, um, I think they're better than a couple of the original series cast movies. Yeah, it's and pretty much anything's better than Into Darkness. So yeah, <laughs> we can all agree on that. Everyone can agree except for Jim Morehouse that Into Darkness is the worst Star Trek movie because Jim won't say anything <laughs> negative about Star Trek to begin with. So. Well, at least publicly. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we can. We can get Morehouse drunk one night, and he'll be like, "You know what episode I hated." <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got your. You got, it's you got the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst episode. <laughs> episode. You got your number six. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Number six. 
Now I'm worried that you looked at the list that I used, so you know the answers to all these. Oh, I used I used multiple lists. I jumped around. So. Yeah. Um, I a lot of these came from a, a one particular list, oh, so you may have. I may have seen it then. Yeah, I know. Khan was named after a pilot that Gene Roddenberry met in World War II. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see it on the list? No, actually, you, no. You, but you, I, I just I just remembered that from a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Um, he did that. He did that a lot. I mean, like, because uh, like the the Enterprise's original name was the Yorktown, which wasn't that a, right. like a ship he was on and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he did he did a lot of characters like that. He was like, I'm going to name this after this guy that I knew or this well, guy and, that we used to work with. And I knew that that was the case, but this was actually a, a fact that I had never heard before. Oh, and so. And I thought maybe that one was so biz- like you know Khan's name is so bizarre and yeah. it's and it's such a random like you know he there was just one random guy in an in an episode in the second season like yeah you know why would that one be you know just because he's one of the most famous characters you know well he initially wasn't one of the most famous characters but then- right and that's that's my point like yeah. why why would he be named after somebody you know so I thought maybe I could throw you off but just a one off little character that you know eventually would become one of the most iconic star trek villains in history yeah he's okay (laughs) (laughs) okay wrath of khan he was amazing the the movie's okay we can argue about this yeah it's fine it's it's a lot farther down my list than on most people's lists i know i know we've we've had this discussion i know (laughs) but but you know i don't hate it I, right, right, right. Uh, I still think it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. But it's just not up there for you. Not on the list of Star Trek movies. Right. It's higher than Into Darkness. Oh, everything's <laughs> higher than Into Darkness. I think we can all agree on that one. Okay. okay. Number six. You're number, number six. six. Yes. Uh, you remember the episode Extinction? Of which series? Voyager. Voyager, okay. Voyager. Extinction. Extinction. Um, Lizard people. Okay. All yeah. right. Extinction. Uh, was basically a sequel uh, to Threshold. (laughs) Now I feel like you're trying to throw me off on this. (laughs) Just because I mentioned Threshold. (laughs) Well, like... And it both involves lizard people. Because I know what they... I mean, I know both episodes pretty well. And I've seen... I mean, I've recently seen both of them. Yeah. But I feel like there's some behind-the-scenes factoid that I don't know. That Never know. You apparently have Googled yesterday. And <laughs> no, this, was, this, was, this was last week. Yeah. But I'm going to say this one's fake because I know both of those episodes. So it must, you know, if, if it's real, then it's some bullshit writer thing that I don't know about that didn't make it to the episode. But other than the fact that it's part of the same TV series and therefore it is a sequel. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say fake. It is real. All right. So what, what makes it a sequel to Threshold? <laughs> because Brandon Braga himself, who wrote both episodes, uh-huh. hated Threshold so much that he wanted to redeem himself. So he basically wrote this one as a sequel. But how is it a sequel? That was, that was just his words. So it's not actually a sequel. It was, a, it was a, what he called a redemption sequel to Threshold. A redemption sequel, if it were a sequel, it would feature something from Threshold. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. No, this just is because these, these are these are the writer's exact words. Everyone hates Brandon Braga anyway, so I'm calling bullshit. And also and also LeVar Burton, who directed this episode and he was ashamed of it. <laughs> he said, of, of the he said, dinosaurs. <laughs> he say he said in an interview that he was ashamed that he came back to Star Trek to direct this episode. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. No. That one's fake. No, I, um, no. I get the point. No, you don't. I already I already already gave you the one. <laughs> All right. Listeners. <laughs> don't don't involve them. I'm gonna need everyone to write in. And tell Fark that he is wrong on this. No. That Extinction is not a sequel to Threshold. According to the writer, it is. But there's nothing other than the fact that he feels like he failed and Mm -hmm. wanted to... And then failed again. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then f- failed many more times. Oh, absolutely. It was just Brandon Braga. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know, I'd, I don't hate Brandon Braga. I mean, he, he was involved in a lot of the track that I love. So, I mean, all right, all right. you know. All right, Morehouse. <laughs> what? Written Morehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Awful lot of references to... Uh, Old James Mark Morehouse of the uh, Trek Ranks podcast tonight. Yeah, with good reason. We need we need to get him back on an episode. It's been yeah. a while. He can get on here. He can get on here and tell you how that's not a sequel. Yeah. Jim, I need your help. I need this point that Fark won't give me because some bold interview or something that Brandon Braga gave trying to save his ass. This is the first episode that I have to edit back after months, and you're gonna make me bleep out so many words. Fuck yeah. Fine. Go to your number seven. Number seven. You suck. Am I winning? Yeah. It's no surprise. Well, I'm not surprised. I call bullshit on two of those. Stop saying words. <laughs> you probably saw this one on the list, too, so. Maybe. Number seven. Number seven. Captain Picard's fish is an angelfish. Fake. Why would that be fake? Because I've seen his fish in that little aquarium in his office, and I do not believe that is an angelfish. It is black and white striped, but I don't believe that is an angelfish. Well, then what kind of fish would it be? I don't know. That's not part of part of this this game. <laughs> if it's not an angelfish, what kind of fish? It's is not it? an angelfish. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah, just by looking at it. It's it's like a it's a it's a space angelfish. In space, it's always like. I mean, they just they just take like you know an apple and spray paint it purple, and that's the fruit. Why can't they just do that with fish? Put an upside down iguana. That's his fish. So I said fake. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, what, what kind of fish is it? <laughs> Lionfish. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, just like, wait, did he tell me whether it was real or fake yet? <laughs> <laughs> or did, and then I started thinking, wait, did I ever actually say real or fake? You did. I did say fake, yeah. Because I was actually noticing it because I uh, recently watched, finished my TNG rewatch, and uh, I still, it's, it's still fresh in my mind. Uh, Jellico coming on, coming on, on board and taking over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get that fish out of, get that fish out of my ready room. Ronnie Cox, such a dick. He plays a good villain. How many how many shifts did he want? Four shifts. Yeah, because they had three and he wanted four. Well, when when Delta when when Delta shift comes on in a few minutes, uh, actually, sir, I have not changed that yet. Oh, we haven't implemented those changes yet, sir. Fuck you, Jellico. Yeah, well, fuck you, Riker. <laughs> do you talk? Do you, do you talk to your dog like that? We do. Right. Actually, if, if 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 the listeners didn't know, Mike's dog's Mike's dog's name is Riker. Our our favorite command for Riker is "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> when when he comes up to us, God. like like and he's wanting something, uh-huh. and and it's you know like, like if he if he just went outside and he comes up to us like he wants to go outside again, mm-hmm. we say "fuck off," and then he goes and lays down. Dude, with with Hank, I just go nope, couch. And he just hops on the couch. He's a he's a good boy, but still a butthole sometimes. Yeah, he likes to his his new favorite thing now that he, now that he lives with a cat is that he finds the tiniest, most feathery of cat toys and likes to chew on those. But he, but he won't chew on his own toys if it has feathers on it. Oh, he will fuck it up. <laughs> I don't get it. All right, my number seven. You ready? Yep. All right. Rule of acts of acquisition number one. Says once you have their money, you never give it back. That's real. That is real. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I know that one. Good job. And my little follow up with that that I took, a uh, little factoid. Uh, so far in Star Trek, the highest number that we've heard, I'm sure there's more than this, the highest number we've heard in the rules of acquisition is number 299. And there's more beyond that, apparently. Uh, also, uh, there is an unwritten rule of acquisition that says when no appropriate rule applies, make one up. And we learned that in an episode of Voyager. Yeah, with the, the two Ferengi that were from, uh, that episode of TNG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I could, I could 
put Voyager things in, in my questions. I probably wouldn't get any right that you asked me. Yeah, but see, that is an actual sequel. <laughs> is that is that from straight straight from Brandon Braga? Did he make sure to say that it was a sequel? Did he no. specifically it's, state that it was a sequel? No. It's a sequel because it's a fucking sequel. Or is it or is it just <laughs> recurring characters reappearing? It's a direct sequel from that episode. Is it called whatever part two? No. Since it's not a sequel. That's not what defines it. Okay. Is <laughs> is Extinction <laughs> called Threshold Part Two? No, but Brandon Braga says it was. <laughs> Behold the word of Braga. Let there be women in low-cut dresses and sexual innuendo abound. And anything can be a sequel if you want it to be. <laughs> as long as you say it years later in an interview. Number eight. Number eight. Mark Leonard has played Vulcan, Klingon, and Romulan in Star Trek. Mm, Vulcan, Klingon, and Romulan. I know he's played a Vulcan and a Romulan. Not sure about Klingon, but I go out on a limb and say real. But it's probably going to be something different where it was two of those, but one of them is wrong and he played some other race. <laughs> no, that is real. Ah! Where did he play the Klingon? Oof. Uh, I want to say somewhere in TNG. Maybe DS9. Meh. Whoa, really? Later than that? Or was it one of the movies, maybe? He is the first person that you see in the motion picture. Oh, that's right. Yep, he plays the Cleon captain. Now I actually do, do remember seeing that. Yep. <laughs> I know, I, I was. I had to think about it too when I saw uh, like he had played all three. I was like, where is the Klingon? Oh, yeah. You know, and, yep. First scene of the first first movie? Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, in all of his appearances, he played Sarek, except for in Balance of Terror mm-hmm. and the motion picture. Yep. Those were the only times he played something else. Nice. It's nice that he, he had a, like a longevity in his career like they just invited people back mm-hmm. sort of like how in ds9 they got three of the original series klingons to come back and put him in like the all-new klingon look yep kang kang K- koloth Kor and koloth yeah and they teamed up with jadzia to hunt an albino <laughs> not the albino from discovery apparently <laughs> no no i think there was rumors but apparently not all right. The oh, golden next... opportunity to make Discovery relevant. What? <laughs> wow. At least. Man, you really, at, do, you really do like the Orville. At least you? on the Orville. God. <laughs> uh, there are 100 unique classes of starships in the Star Trek universe. Man, you really tri- Actually, let me rephrase this one. Okay. For you. Okay. Let me, let me figure out how to rephrase this so you don't start calling bullshit on me. Because uh, it's a number question. Yeah, I said I said this one's ish. Yeah. All right. How should I rephrase this? This is gonna be a good good editing right here. <laughs> Damn it! You're also welcome to just look up a new question. No, it's not no, a number this is, question because this is a good one that people will be like, really? Wow. You know what? I'm just gonna keep it how I how I had it. Statement eight. There are over a hundred unique classes of Star Trek. And now it's over. Okay. How about this then? <laughs> There are over 90 unique classes of starships <laughs> in the Star Trek universe. Uh, I'm going to say real. That is real. Yeah, there are currently 94 unique classes of starships in the Star Trek universe, but going from TOS through uh, all, the, all the way up through Discovery and Picard. That the, they have mentioned... Yeah, they have mentioned, actually, on, if, if, if you go to Memory Alpha, it lists each and every class of Starship and, like, where we would have seen them and what episodes or movies that we would have seen them and everything. It's, like, it's a pretty in-depth list. Hmm. And I was just like, I was like, that'd be good. That'd be a pretty good question. Uh, and then it lo- started looking, and they had each class of they, Starship. They include, listed. like, all the different shuttlecrafts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like freighters and warships and science vessels and all kinds of stuff, it's nuts. And they're they're all listed alphabetically too, which is which was also kind of nice. And originally, 
<laughs> originally I had that as uh, there are 90 unique classes of starships. <laughs> so I changed it from an actual number question to just a roundabout number question. Yeah. So I was going to be like, fake, there's 94. Right. No more number questions. We'll I, know, I know. That's why, that's why I went, went back we, and rephrased that We agreed. One. Yeah. All right. And then you cheated. You cheated the first time. I got you on that O'Brien question. That's where it started. It pissed you off. He said, no more number questions. Yeah. So it's your fault. Jolene Blaylock has never been a fan of Star Trek and has stated that she prefers not to be associated with it. That is real. Fake. What? She was a big fan of TOS growing up and her favorite <sighs> character was Spock. She was the last part that messed with me considering she's never like done like the convention circuit or like mm-hmm. even remotely said that she wanted to come back and do anything. I know. She always she always avoids the conventions and doesn't really interact with fans. I th- and I think she has even said something along the lines of like that she didn't want that show to define her career mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it's it's not that that what I, that my statement was that far from the truth, right? But I sh- I should have remembered the like I remember seeing like some quick little hitter quote from her about her being a fan. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and she she was a fan of of the original series. All right. And growing up, her favorite character was Spock. All right. Which you know, it's cool that she got to play Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. At least her character developed over those four seasons and wasn't just, you know, getting rubbed down in the decon chamber for the rest <laughs> of the series. Because, holy crap. Because what was the one episode where they were, uh, she played like her own, like, great, great grandmother in Montana? Yep. Um... <laughs> Carbon Creek. Ah, yeah, that's it. Carbon Creek, where one of her, one of her travel mates really had to stay home because I Love Lucy was on. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a which, subtle nod. Yeah, which is a nice a nice reference. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like that they also initially made their money on Earth by hustling a game of pool in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jolene, come back and just play to Paul in a flashback episode of Discovery or something. Yeah, something. Because she'd be what? Like, by that point, she would be in like her 200s. She was, what, 60 years old on Enterprise? I want to say older than that. I don't think it was much older than that. Because I remember, I remember Tripp being appalled by her age. Like, yeah, he you're was, how old? He was surprised, but I, I want to say it was like, it wasn't, you know, it was like 60 say, something. I thought it was like 83 or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It would be uh, uh, about 100 years later. So, yeah, mm-hmm. she would have been in her 100 and... 60 to 180s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they could give her old, like, you know, old lady makeup. Like they already did on, on, on Enterprise? Yeah. <laughs> Where she goes and visits herself. <laughs> Which I always, thought, I always thought that was weird that they got away with, like, one of the classic, like, sci-fi tropes. It's like, never run into yourself from the future or the past or whatever. Well, they do it on, on Star Trek all the time. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> weird, though. All okay, right. statement number nine. Number nine. Quick one. TOS never aired in Japan. Ever? Ever. So it has. you're saying it has never... It has never... TOS has never aired in Japan. That's just weird enough that I want to believe it's real. But... <laughs> it's just <sighs> weird enough. Because I could have gone with, like, Bangladesh or something. Yeah. I know. With Japan, it's just so, like... Yeah. It's so bold... Yeah, I know. It's like, it's Japan. It's like... They love sci-fi there. TOS has never aired in Arkansas. <laughs> well, a couple episodes. I'm going to say fake on that one. But it's real. No, that is fake. <laughs> okay, good. But in a weird roundabout way, it almost was real. Yeah. Because uh, in the 70s, it originally aired, but it got taken off the air after a week because people hated it so much. <laughs> But then after after the success of Next Generation, it was really big in Japan. It was real popular. Mm-hmm. They decided to start re-airing TOS. They're like, oh, they're really into this Star Trek. Let's air that old, old Star Trek that we still have. And then they hated and it again. The kids hated it. <laughs> but the reason that they hated it, and I quote, uh, is because it was a, quote, 
poor copy of the original. <laughs> which which is the next generation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they were saying the next generation was the original. And right. The TOS right, right, right. was a poor copy nice. of TNG. I thought that was a that was a pretty neat little factoid there. Yeah. And it's just weird enough to throw you off too. Yeah, I was because TOS aired, but just barely. I just you know, I the only th- only thing that helped me was the fact that it i mean never yeah well yeah star trek has been i mean it's been around for 50 years you know and Mm -hmm. like and it's popular worldwide yeah so to say that it never never i mean i was like somebody had to air it on some station at some (laughs) point yeah you know after 50 years Mm -hmm. so all right number 10 number 10 Last one for you. Oh wow, you're already <laughs> laughing. This, all right, straight face. Well, this I'm laughing because I can already hear you complaining that this one's not actually about Star Trek. Is it about the Orville? <laughs> Seth MacFarlane guest starred on this series. No, Anthony Rapp mm-hmm. once played himself in an episode of Spin City. Played himself on Spin City trying to think of that was when he would have been big on general hospital and it could have been at like a soap opera convention or something because i never really got that into spin city watched it whenever it was just whenever it was on but never religiously or rewatched it who played himself i'm gonna go with real that's a good guess because it seems odd enough to wear. I know. And I like my idea of a plot point with that one. It was, it was, a, it was, it was weird enough that you should just guess that it's real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is real. Oh, okay. Was it, was, was, was it close <clears throat> to what I was saying? Um, you know, I, I looked. I, I, I couldn't figure out. As to a reasoning why. Anthony why? W- w- without going and watching the episode. I don't know. There were like three other people that were all, like that played themselves in that episode, so I'm I'm guessing it was something like what you're saying. Okay, wow, um, I, I love that I could be a shitty sitcom writer. I I I don't know if it had to do with like because uh, I didn't really pay t- that close attention to the other actors that were playing themselves, yeah. so I don't know if it was like a uh, like a soap opera type thing, or maybe it was like something to do with Rent. Oh, I was getting that backwards. Then never mind. Why? What were you? Anthony Rapp wasn't on General Hospital. He wasn't? Wait, who am I thinking of? <laughs> who are you thinking of? You know who Anthony Rapp is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting <laughs> names mixed up in my head. Travis on Enterprise. That was Connor Trenier. Or no, no Travis. Travis. Uh, tra- oh, Travis is uh, Anthony... Anthony Montgomery. Mo- Montgomery. That's yes. where I was getting confused. I was getting Anthony Montgomery <clears throat> and Anthony Rapp confused. Because... Anthony Montgomery was on General yeah. Hospital, and but that, that was would have that, been the whole soap star. But thing. that was later. Okay, he he was on there All right. after Enterprise. So Anthony Rapp might have been playing himself as like a Broadway star. Yeah, Anthony Rapp. Then okay. Yeah. So either way, my <laughs> my concept works. <laughs> well, you, you you guessed right. Yeah. All right. Cool. What's All that? Right, what's, so that what's that score looking like over there? Uh, I think that... Is like this one even matter? Uh, I think that point actually... Uh, Solidified? Makes you win. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can ask me the question. Oh, yeah. My, my final question. But e- even if I get this right, you still beat me by a point. Yeah. And this is actually a, a, like a good one, too. Because I, 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 was, I was pretty proud of fighting this one because I didn't even know it. And it's kind of a gimme. Uh, the voices of un- it's a lower decks question, by the way, in case you don't recognize the names immediately. Uh, the voices of Captain and Admiral Freeman on lower decks are married in real life. Hmm. Well, I I don't know the answer. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's, that's a weird enough thing. I'm gonna say real. That'd be fake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but. The voice actors, Don Lewis and Phil Lamar, I'm sure you recognize both of those names. Don mm-hmm. Lewis, most famous for A Different World, the Cosby Show spinoff. Mm-hmm. And Phil Lamar, who's done countless voiceover work for like mm-hmm. Animaniacs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, throughout he was the on Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, crap. I forgot about that. But uh, the two of them also played 
Uh, they are not married in real life, but they they did play a married couple in another animated series that you might know. Uh, they played La Barbara and Hermes on Futurama. So this is the second time that they've been married in cartoon form. Hmm. And I had no clue about that. I didn't. I never put two and two together on that one. Interesting. So there we go. Yeah. So I didn't get that one either. No, you didn't. So. So that put that definitely put me over the top. Yep. Who's big winner? Fark's big winner. Mm, barely. Again. That's three in a row that I've won now. You want my eleventh uh, question? Oh yeah, the weird random bonus question. What yeah. do, wait, wait, what do I? What extra do I win if I get this? Bragging rights. I already have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a free comic book. Uh, Zoe Saldana, self-proclaimed sci-fi geek, mm-hmm. had never seen a single episode of Star Trek before being cast as Uhura. That is real. That is real. I remember reading that in an interview before. <laughs> Yep. I thought that was interesting that she, but she really does, she is really is a self-proclaimed sci-fi geek. Yeah. She has referred to herself as that, mm-hmm. but she never saw Star Trek. Yeah, I know. Like, come on. I Actually, I know plenty of sci-fi geeks that have never seen Star Trek. Either that or it's like, it's like I know of these particular characters, but they never have watched like an episode or anything. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure you probably are really into something that I've never watched before. Like, here you go. I had never watched any of the Matrix movies up until a year ago. I, I can I can definitely understand that with certain sci-fi mm-hmm. things. But, I mean, she was, what, at least 25 or 30 years old when she played her, right? Mm-hmm. So, in all of that time, you know, if you claim to be a sci-fi geek, you never saw any episode of Star Trek? Yeah. Like... I, I I honestly don't don't think it's that unusual. Yeah. Like now I can maybe maybe it maybe it just means TOS. Possibly. And you know maybe she saw like a next gen or something. But I just mm-hmm. feel like you know it's so hard to not have seen one of those at this point. Well, you for, also have to you know. think that like a lot of Star Trek was just in like syndication and stuff, and like it wasn't like as prevalent on streaming and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Streaming wasn't huge either. Sure. So, and no, I mean, yeah, nowadays and, it's so much more accessible. And you know, it's 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 no Babylon Five. So, I mean, what is? <laughs> never watched an episode of Babylon Five. I have never seen Babylon Five. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. I've never supposedly D Space Nine ripped it off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Didn't they have a couple of writers in common, though? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I, all, all I know is that Babylon 5 looked like a really, really bad like British sci-fi <laughs> looking show. I've never seen a single one of the Lord of the Rings movies. I tried to watch Farscape. <laughs> I like that this is just confession time of like <laughs> busting down our, our own street cred here. <laughs> And really, I think I only saw the first Matrix movie, and I was not impressed, and never saw. Any yeah, that's other the ones. only that's the only one I watched. Yeah, and it was only because it was streaming for free somewhere, and I was like, you know what? It's still a pandemic out there. It's it it's been thirty years. Might as well give it a try. <laughs> might might as well know what know what that bullet cam thing is that like every cartoon has ripped off and weird random spoof movie out there is I, doing. I will give the Matrix credit for being unique. Yeah. For its time. Yeah. And 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 for inventing several things like that. Yeah. That are just common now. And plus, it's such a big part of pop culture history now that like I, everybody it, just references it. I will certainly give it that credit Mm -hmm. but even at the time when i saw it when it first came out i remember thinking you know like it i think i saw it in the theater but i don't know i don't really remember now but i i can remember thinking like all these people's minds are being blown by this like (laughs) this is just a an 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 everyday sci-fi trope that i've seen like 50 times like you know oh you know, it's it's not real and he's it's it's all alternate reality yeah or whatever like Whoa. But you know, it, it that movie made it a mainstream thing, whereas before it was in like sci-fi stuff like Star Trek. Well, so, also like, what the hell is Ted Theodore Logan doing up there? I cannot take him seriously. What does Brody from Point Break think he's doing up there? Uh, I cannot take him seriously in any role. What does that dude from the Lake House <laughs> think he's doing up there? <laughs> what is Johnny Mnemonic up to now? 
Didn't he play Hellraiser or Hell? Not Hell Hellraiser. Hell uh, Blaze. Hellblazer. Uh, John Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. He, he was he was Constantine in one of those movies, right? Never seen. I I, I didn't see it either, but I, I don't know. I know he was in it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Nicest guy in Hollywood, according to a lot of people, though. Yeah. Yeah, he just hasn't been called out on anybody yet. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> All right, you're ready to wrap this thing up, our first episode back in months. Sure. Sure. Go ahead and gloat. miss getting new content from five-year mission you should head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission and check out our patreon page as a patron of the band you will receive access to rare and behind the scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff you will also have early access to many things like video releases or new songs you can sign up for different levels from ensign all the way up to admiral one of the perks of being an admiral on five-year missions patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Rinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission. Oh, it's been a while since we've had an ad read for fansets.com, but they've had new releases from DC, Scooby-Doo, Godzilla. Oh, there's so many. But in the Star Trek world, we got Jeffrey Combs as Wayoon, uh, the lovely Lita, our favorite double girl from Deep Space Nine, Galt, our favorite drill thrall, and Dan Davidson lookalike. Also, you're gonna, you've got the Klingon badge, both in pinback and magnetic form. Also, the lovely, beautiful Uhura commemorative pin, as well as the disco logo. And oh man, coming in April, hold on to your socks. we got six-inch ship pins coming in. These things are huge, double-backed. Oh, they're, what I've seen, they're going to be releasing these at the Chicago convention in April. So please be on the lookout for those. And while you're there, head over to fansets.com, fill up your cart, Put in the discount code five year mission. That is the number five, and then all caps year mission. Five year mission. Get 10% off your entire order. Fansets. Our pins have character, and we thank Fansets for sponsoring each and every episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast. Now that I won again, and you still haven't bought me a championship belt. To wear around, or at least for photo ops. Actually, I, sh- I sh- really should order one. Those things are pricey, though. Actual, like, little semi-decent-looking wrestling band. I guess I really, really don't need to wear it. I just got to toss it over my shoulder. But We should do a uh, a guest star, real and fake. All right. And invite, like, Bill and Jim, or someone like that. Just somebody along those lines. Yeah, yeah. To, to go against each other. And we'll we'll host it. Ooh, and we can we can come up with the real and fake questions, and well, we, we well, have we, them determine it. We could. Yeah, I was thinking that they would do it because they're going to oh, go. They could be a moderator. They're, they, they're going to go super deep cut, and we'll just be the Ooh. you know because I mean, who's going to come up with better questions than those guys? That's true. You know, we're just going to like Google Star Trek trivia and be like, "That's too obvious. That's too obvious." We can get like Nemechek <laughs> in on the in on the deal too. Yeah, you know, we could. You know, I was thinking we could. Uh, Switch it up. Have have one where it's it's not just the two of us, but other yeah. other people against each other, right. and you know, and we're the we'll we'll host it. Okay, I yeah. like it. I'm this is an open invitation. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> to I'm calling you out, world. <laughs> no, not not open to anybody. Oh, just sorry, anybody. sorry. Okay. Uh, let me take that back. This is not an open invitation. <laughs> this is a listen, you plebeians. This is a specific invitation. <laughs> To the people that we've named thus far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nemechek, Okuda. Ooh. Morehouse. Davidson. Okay, we're, we're, maybe not Davidson. No, not, maybe no. Not, maybe not Dan Davidson. No. Right. Bill he's, Smith, maybe. He's like that. Dan, Dan Davidson is like that other guy on Lutrec that couldn't pronounce things right.
The only time, to be fair, the only time Dan has saying things is during ad reads. And even then, it's just like uh, his mellifluous tones just get tripped up over. And not like my stuttering problem. It's just like he is just trying to be the Micro Machines guy and failing hard. So, yeah. So, yeah. That wraps up our first episode back since September. And uh, we'll be back regular schedule every don't make, every fortnight. Don't make any promises we can't keep. I'm... <laughs> committing to releasing a new episode every two weeks now all right i'm getting back on track because i've fucked around too much and got into my own head and yeah now i'm determined to get us back on track and things are starting to slow down in the covid world out there a little bit maybe start booking a couple shows getting back to practicing again because we got we got year five to flesh out here yeah we got a bunch of demos to make into a full band. Chris is finally starting to send some stuff out. Finally. Apparently Noah's sitting on a couple of demos that he's willing to share snippets of on uh, Patreon. I noticed that. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, if you want to get monthly videos from us individually, to you specifically, head over to patreon.com. Slash five-year mission, and you can get in on the action. Plus, we announced a few weeks ago that we have a live album that we're going to be releasing online. And uh, for anybody that's on Patreon, you're going to be getting real early release crack at that one. So before anybody else, I think we have, what, 30 patrons right now? Last time? I think it's like half that many. 24. Yeah, we have 24 patrons right now. It's it's more than I realize. So yeah, we got a uh, 24 people will be getting it before all of you. So yeah, uh, get on it. It's uh, recorded back in what was it? It, it was in it was uh, May 25th. May 25th, 2019. 2019. Recorded across the street from Hero House Comics over at Radio Radio, one of our favorite venues to play, and uh, good old Neil Carpenter from Jolly Old England. Flew over here and we let him pick the set list, but we're sneaky about it going, Hey, Neil, what are your favorite songs of ours? Didn't realize he was making our set list for the show we were playing while he was in town. So we're sneaky. We are sneaky. Well, Mike's sneaky. Yeah. Mainly Mike. We don't, we don't trust Mike. That's how we end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Ah!